Father, Lord, we thank you. We appreciate you, Lord. You are the one who reigns on I. You are the God who reigns in Shekinah glory. You are the merciful God. Father, Lord, we appreciate you. We celebrate you. Father, Lord, we pray that like never before, oh God, please accept our worship, accept our sacrifice of praise and service in the name of Jesus. And let it be well with us. For in Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. God bless you. Good morning. Um, today we'll be looking at authority and submission. Authority and submission. And my text is taken from Romans chapter 13, from verses 1 to 5. Authority and submission. We are going to be reading a lot of scriptures this morning. Uh, we are looking at authority and submission. Let's read together. One, two, go. Let every soul be subject to the governing authorities. For there is no authority except from God, and the authorities that exist are appointed by God. Verse 2. Therefore, whoever resists the authority resists the ordinance of God, and those who resist will bring judgment on themselves. Verse 3, for rulers are not a terror to good works, but to evil. Do you want to be unafraid of authority? Do what is good, and you will have praise from the same. Verse 4, for he is God's minister to you for good. But if you do evil, be afraid, for he does not bear the sword in vain. For he is God's minister, an avenger to execute God's wrath on him who practices evil. And verse 5, therefore, you must be subject, not only because of wrath, but also for conscience sake. Hallelujah. So as many will come into every worker who comes now, just file them in the front seat. Um, let me see them. Please, ma, you can move to the next seat. It's behind. I just want to see them as they come. You need to lock the door today. What is authority? What is authority? Authority is the right or power to enforce obedience. Authority is the right or power to enforce obedience. It also means to take charge of or to be in control of. It also means to take charge of or to be in control of. So authority is the right or power to enforce obedience. It also means to take charge of or to be in control of. If you look at Mark chapter 1 and verse 27, 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 the Bible says, then they were all amazed so that they questioned among themselves, saying, what is this? What new doctrine is this? For with authority, it commands even the unclean spirits, and they obey him. Look at Matthew chapter 8, from verses 8 to 9. Matthew chapter 8, from verses 8 to 9. Matthew chapter 8, from verses 8 to 9. Then... 
The centurion answered and said, Lord, I am not worthy that you should come under my roof, but only speak a word and my servant will be healed. Verse 9, for I also am a man under authority, having soldiers under me, and I say to this, and I say to this one, go, and he goes, and to another, come, and he comes, and to my servant, do this, and he does it. And you know, the day the so the day the Lord, the day that the Geo explained this scripture to us, anyone who comes now should come and sit in front. That was the instruction. The day that the Geo explained the scripture to us, I think it was during a minister's conference. And he said to us, he said, you need to be under authority to be able to exercise authority. And that was exactly how he said it. And using the centurion servant as an example, you need to be, able to, you need to be under authority to be able to ex- enforce or exercise authority. Whether to demons, whether to people, you cannot exercise authority even over demons when you are not under authority. And Matthew 7, 29. Matthew 7, 29. Matthew chapter 7 and verse 29. The Bible says, For he taught them as one, having authority, and not as the scribes. And not as the who? As the scribes. The word authority is gotten from a Greek word, exousia, which means, which could also be translated as jurisdiction we could also be translated as jurisdiction liberty right or strength the word authority is gotten from a greek word exousia which is which could also be translated as jurisdiction or liberty or right or even strength who has authority who has authority Number one, God has authority. And number two, God and anyone whom God has given authority. If you look at the text we read, Romans 13, 1, Bible says, let every soul be subject unto higher powers, for there is no power that be, that is not, every power that be is ordained by God. That's what Romans 13, verse 1 says. So who has authority? God and anyone to whom God has given authority. Psalm 62 and verse 11. Psalm 62 and verse 11. Yesterday, I got a text message. I got a message from the provincial pastor. And you know, God sees my heart. No, not you. Sit somewhere else. I need to address these people after the teaching. And I got a text that says that meet me in this place by 12.30. And God sees my heart. I was really tired yesterday. I needed to. That's why I, didn't, I couldn't make the changing gears. I needed to really shut down. And I, and I went. And he says to me, he said, take it or leave it. Anyone who doesn't like you, at least there's something about you. If 
they say you should come, you should sit down. You will sit down. If they say you should jump up, you will jump up, even if you have another, your own contrary opinion. So that's, because I believe that God has given, put him over my life at this time as my leader, as my pastor, and as my boss. So we don't give excuses in the kingdom of God. We don't give ex- I don't, you can't, it is, it is so strange to me. It was when I got to Treasure Hill, I see pastor giving somebody instruction, and he or she is giving excuses as to why that thing cannot happen. But when it's time to pray, I want to untwist the arm of God. You quote the scripture, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. But when the one God has placed over your life is saying that do this, do this, do this, you give excuses why traffic will not let you, why something, something will not allow you to do it. But when it's time to want to, in quotes, scam God, you see you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Psalm 62 verse 11, that says, God has spoken once, twice have I heard that power belongs to God. Power belongs to God. And if you look at Romans 13, 1 to 2, you see again, in other words, God is the ultimate source of all power and authority. God is the ultimate source of all power and authority. If you look at Colossians chapter 1, 16 to 17. Colossians chapter 1, 16 to 17. Colossians chapter 1, 16. For by him all things were created that are in heaven and that are on earth, visible and invincible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created through him and for him. And verse 17, the Bible says, and he is before all things, and in him all things consist. He is before all things, and in him all things consist. And if you look at Romans chapter 9, 16 to 17, even Pharaoh's authority was from God. Romans chapter 9, 16 to 17. So then, it's not of evil wills of a wrong, but of God who shows mercy. And verse 17, for the scripture says to Pharaoh, for this very purpose, I have raised you up, that I may show my power in you, and that my name may be declared in all the earth. So even though Pharaoh's authority was even from God. So every leader, everybody that God has placed over you, whether you like their face, whether you like the way they do things, first of all, acknowledge the one who put them there. I just quickly showed you that Pharaoh's authority was from God. So if at the time he was misbehaving, one of the followers went to slap him, you have slapped God. And God will fight that person. So what's from God? Therefore, respecting godly authorities means respecting God himself. What is the purpose of authority? What is the purpose of authority? The purpose of authority is to protect you. It's to protect you, that is. In other words, to provide you with a covering. To provide you with a covering. To promote you. Number two, as you cannot be promoted under formal circumstances by your peers 
and to provide you with a good example to follow. In other words, to direct you. That's so that the purpose of authority ends. The purpose of authority is not to lord it over people or to make people subservient to you. And categories of authority includes the following. Civil authority. If you look at 1 Peter chapter 2, 13 to 20, civil authority. Number 2, the church authority. Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 22. The church authority. Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 22. So this one concerns us right now. And he put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church. That's the pastor. Put all things in care of the pastor and he gave him authority to be in charge of everything in the church. Ephesians 4, 11 to 12. Ephesians chapter 4, 11 to 12. There may not be Sunday school today. I will cover this subject matter. If you have people come in, count them and put them as Sunday school attendants. Ephesians 4, 11 to 12. We must deal with some of these things before they deal with us. They are so important for us to deal with them so that they don't end up dealing with us. Ephesians 4, 11 to 12. The Bible says, And he himself gave some to be apostles, some to be prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. So the office of a pastor is the office of God. The office of the evangelist is the office of God. The office of an apostle is the office of God. The office of teachers is the office of God. We must respect them. We must submit to those authorities. And we look at 1 Timothy 5, 17. 1 Timothy 5 and verse 17. 1 Timothy 5, 17. The Bible says that, Let the elders who rule well be counted worthy of double honor, especially those who labor in the word and doctrine authority. If you get home, look at Hebrews 13, 17. Hebrews 13, 17. Look at, look at that, still under the church. And number three, family authority. Family authority. Family authority. Ephesians 6, verse 2. Family authority. Ef, ef, Ephesians 6, verse 2. The Bible says, Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment, with promise. And if you look at Colossians 3, 18 to 20, Colossians 3, 18 to 20, I told us there will be so much scriptures to read this morning. Colossians 3, 18 to 20. The Bible says, Wives, submit to your own husbands, as is fitting in the Lord. Husbands, love your wife, your wives, and do not be bitter toward them. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is well-pleasing to the Lord. So every compartment of the family is being addressed. The wife know where they, where they are. The husband know where they are. And the children also know their place. Why? Because God is not an author of confusion. God is a God of order, orderliness. He wants things to go, to work well, to work as he should. And number three, why are you there if you are not going to follow my instructions? I gave an instruction. 
I don't know why you are not going to follow me. If I have to do this myself, then leave the door. And number four, social authority. Social authority. Colossians 3, 22 to 23. Social authority. Colossians 3, 22 to 23. There says, born servants, obey in all things your masters according to the flesh, not with eye service, as men pleasers, but in sincerity of heart, fearing God. 23. And whatever you do, do it utterly as to the Lord and not true men. So the social authority, God knows about the social authority. God is aware of the social authority. You know, I always say to people, I said to someone, I said, me, Joseph, yes, I may have one or two people I will call if something happens. But I will not drive against one way. I will not drive I will not beat the traffic lights because I feel it's demeaning enough for me to pick phone and call someone that should have better role in my life and say that, well, I talked to the policeman. What did you do? I passed one way. Tell him, or I'll be fighting policeman. Do you know who I am? He will tell me, shut up. Who are you? I'll tell him, shut up. I'll remove you from work. I will do this. To that time, I will be using to waste time arguing. Why can't I just do the right thing? The first thing I say to my drivers whenever I want to hire them is that the day you, maybe I sent you somewhere and you feel that your God has power, you don't want to pass one way. Pass it to your house. Just send me my khaki. You are gone. You are gone. You are on your way out. No story. And secondly, I now explain to them the meaning of those stickers in front of my car. I let them know it's not for decoration. I let them know that car is not a car you can take and quickly smoke one stick of cigarette by the road. Because of those stickers on my car. Because those stickers now, they number them. And they know who gets, who gets what. Who they give number 96 or 97 to. Authority. There is hierarchy. Hierarchical structure in heaven. We have God the Father. We have God the Son. And we have God the Holy Spirit. And followed by the four living beings. Then 24 elders. The archangels. The cherubim. I'm, I'm listing these things according to hierarchy. Let, let me start again for people who don't understand. So there's hierarchy in heaven. The first... We have God the Father. Number two. Oh, she can see it anywhere. Yes. Number two. We have God the Son. We have God the Holy Spirit. Followed by the, 20, the four living beings. Followed by the 24 elders. 
After the 24 elders, we have the archangels. After the archangels, we have the cherubim and the seraphim. And we then we have the ordinary angels. Come back to the redeemed Christian church of God. In the redeemed Christian church of God, we have hierarchy too. For the sake of underliness, for example, we have the office of the general overseer. We have the general overseer who is the spiritual head followed by the deputy general overseer. Then the mother in Israel which is the wife of the general overseer. Then we have the assistant general overseers. Then we have the national elders. We have the pastors in charge of region. Or the pastor in charge of region, yes. We have the regional secretaries. We have the pastors in charge of province. We have the assistant pastors in charge of province. We have pastors in charge of zone. <laughs> eh? No, I listed it the way it should be listed. Continental overseers are assistant general overseers, essentially. So I don't, don't let me stress the people out. We have the pastors in charge of zones. We have the pastors in charge of area. Then we have the pastors in charge of parish. Then we have the deacons and deaconesses. We have the unordained ministers, the likes of Brother Peter and Co. Hopefully they will take ordination this year. <laughs> we have workers. We have workers in training. We have baptized members. We have unbaptized Saved unbaptized members, we have newcomers and those yet to be. That's the order of the church in the redemption of God. That's the hierarchy. As are today. Okay. In church departments, the hierarchy of authority is the pastor in charge the minister in charge, the head of department, the assistant head of department, and departmental members. You came late, you are carrying offering basket. Come and sit in front. I don't know who sent you. <laughs> That's what you want to use to enter. How should you respond to godly authorities? Hebrews 13, 17. Hebrews 13, 17. How should you respond to godly authorities? The Bible says, Obey those who rule over you and be submissive, for they watch out for your souls as those who must give account. Let them do so with joy and not with grief, for that will be unprofitable for you. I think we should read this together. One, two, go. Obey those who rule over you and be submissive for they watch out for your souls as those who must give account. Let them do so with joy and not with grief for that will be unprofitable for you. 
as are today. Now, by the grace of God, you know, one thing I tell people in this, is that in this church, there's no how you, if you like, go become continental, intercontinental, whatever. At least you can't be the Genovas here. There can't be two Genovas here. Everybody has somebody they answer to or they report to. And that's good for checks and balances. Today, I'm privileged to be a pastor in charge of zone. At the same time, there are people in front of me too, as big as that may sound to some people. There's an assistant provincial pastor in front of me. There's the provincial pastor. There's this, there's that, there's this, there's that. Are you getting it? So everybody is answerable to somebody. <laughs> I just broke a news. So the Bible says that we are to submit <laughs> to godly authority. To submit means to yield to another. That's what it means to submit. How can you be serving punishment for coming late? And you are still walking up and down. According to Matthew 10, 41. 10, 40 to 41. Submission to God the authority is submission by extension to God himself. Bible says, he who receives you, receives me. He who receives me, receives him who sent me. He who receives a prophet in the name of a prophet shall receive a prophet's reward. And he who receives a righteous man in the name of a righteous man shall receive a righteous man's reward. God is definitely saying that if I put people over you, whatever, however way you treat them, that's, you are treating me directly. That's just what it is. Rebellion against godly authority is not tolerated in God's army. And it's even likened to the sin of witchcraft. I'm telling you, Pastor Mika here can bear me witness. I was, the last time I traveled to Turkey, I was traveling with Pastor Bisi, who extended the invitation to me that we should go to Turkey. Listen. We're on the same flight, checking in together. I was at the airport. When I got to the airport, I realized that I didn't even send email to notify him that I'm traveling. We are going together. So I sent that email. And I copied him in the email. Dear sir, permission to travel to Turkey. He's the one who invited me on that trip. Permission to travel. I'll be going to Turkey between this, this, and this. While I am away, the King Yimekai Lori will be in charge of the treasury. His phone number is 070 blah, 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 blah. And when he got the email, he was sitting in front, he was looking at me, and we were looking at each other. <laughs> it may sound 
very whatever, but that's how to do things. And maybe if you add from one, if you add respect for me, five over ten, maybe that singular event will push it up a bit. It doesn't cost anything to obey authority. They say somebody is older than you. You say it's just one day. Can you buy one day? There's somebody is your senior. You said uh, you're arguing. Do you, if you even have to argue, then it just shows how immature you can be. In First Samuel 15, 23, rebellion is likened to the sin of witchcraft. Witchcraft. For rebellion is the sin of witchcraft. And stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry. Because you have rejected the word of the Lord. He has also, he also has rejected you from being king. May God not reject us. In the mighty name of Jesus. Rebellion may not involve displaying physical placard. We no go agree, oh, we no go agree. It may not involve, it may be a thing of the art. The Bible says that God sees the art. God is the only one who sees the art. Maybe the pastor is talking to you and you are looking at it again. <laughs> yes, sir. That's why I mean I am not even moved by all those yes, sir, yes, sir, yes, sir, yes, sir. Because some people are even doing yes, sir, and they are like, see, Is this a human being like this? Who is this one? Some people are doing it in their mind. So if you know somebody, because somebody is doing yes, sir, yes, sir, if you get carried away, God sees the heart. Rebellion is not just carrying placard and disagreeing. It's the disposition of your heart. The Bible tells us that God sees the heart. Hence, Rebellion goes, submission rather, goes beyond actions or obeying. Go and move that chair. You go and move it. It goes beyond that. Rebellion is, it goes beyond, submission goes beyond, go and move that chair. You go and move it. What's the portion of your heart as you are moving that chair? As you are moving it, you are saying to yourself, who is this one? Ah. If I see this one outside. If I see this one outside. Tell you a lot of fun. I'm one on one. That's what you are saying in your heart. And submission goes beyond just doing something. Your, the posture of your heart is so important as you are submitting. The front seat, ma. Thank you. Welcome. It's the posture of your heart that matters. Submission. It's not about saying, go and sit down somewhere. And you are sitting there. What's your heart saying to that person telling you to sit down there? That's submission. Those who refuse to submit to godly authority will not see God's power 
and glory manifest in their lives. If you look at Mark chapter 6, 4 to 5. Mark chapter 6, chapter 6, 4 to 5. Those who refuse to submit to godly authority will not see God's power and glory manifest in their lives. Mark chapter 6, 4 to 5. Let's read together one to go. But Jesus said to them, a prophet is without honor, except in his own country, among his own relatives, and in his own house. Now he could do no mighty work there, except that he laid his hands on a few sick people, and he healed them. The place where he came from, that they should have taken advantage of the grace upon his life. <laughs> you were looking at him. Ah, I'm a carpenter. I just see a gory. Come, come, come. Tell me, we will eat or uh, save your head. How do you expect them to now see the glory of God? They were too familiar. They got too familiar. According to Isaiah 14, 12 to 16, Satan is the father of rebellion. Jesus, on the other hand, is an excellent example of submission to godly authority. Satan, father of rebellion. Jesus, example of submission to godly authority. If you look at Isaiah, how are you falling from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How are you cut down to the ground? You weaken, to the, you, you weaken the nations. For you have said in your heart, in, in the heart, oh, I will ascend to heaven, I will exalt my throne above the stars of God, and I will sit on the mount of congregation of the far east side of the north. Verse 14. I will ascend above the height of the cloud. I will be like the most high. Father of rebellion. If you look at Philippians 2, Verse 5 to 11. See Jesus modeling submission to authority. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who, being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God. Verse 7. But made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bond servant, and coming in the likeness of men, and being found in appearance of men, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death. Even the death of the cross. Let's move. How should you use your God-given authority? Those of us who are in authority. How are we supposed to use our God-given authority? The ministers, the head of department. How are we supposed to use our God-given authority? As a, the workers too. This concerns you. As a worker. As you progress through the hierarchy. Especially of the church. You should be mindful of how you use your God-given authority. You should use your God-given authority wisely, knowing that you will one day give account for all your actions here on earth. There are some ministers here that I can't even talk to. And I always ask myself this question. Why will you serve under somebody you will not respect or obey it is so sense it is it doesn't make sense to me i'm being honest with you why will you serve why will you be too big to serve under somebody you will not obey 
A lot of people don't know. I'm a very opinionated person. I can be, I used to be very stubborn. But trust me, if my boss, the provincial pastor, picked the phone now and said that this is what we are doing, I'm always one of the first people to do it. And you know, some pastors in the province who try to, who try to copy me and say that, ah, Father Joseph, no degree. You know, the degree who told you I know degree? Who told you I know degree? Where did you hear that one, that I know degree? Use your God-given authority. Use it well. Serve. 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 Use it well. Serve God. Serve people. Serve your leaders. Serve what you sow. That's what you will reap. Serve. The Redeemed Christian Church of God, we are where we are today because of service. There are a lot of people. I know, if I don't know any man in Redeemed, I know one man that Pastor Bosse works with. One elder, one old man. Professor Abuaba. He's older than Daddy Gio in age. But when you see him address Daddy Gio, he's always happy, so excited. If he says that name, I think that name even tickles him. I'm telling you the truth. You don't, you don't know that old man that does MC in camp. That's Pastor Abuaba. That does MC during Congress. You see him more from next week again. It is now time to listen to daddy. 90, almost 90 or 90 now. But you see the way he honors that man. If he says daddy, you like this. You see, if you watch him hold the mic and say it's time for daddy, you see him, it's like he's even tickling himself. He's happy doing it. Pedigree, Daddy Gio is a doctor. He is a professor. The guy has, the guy is not, the man is not hungry. The man is a well-made man. Daddy Gio met him when he was, he was already made. But those men, they will give, they will almost lie down on the floor and say that they pass on top of us. And you see the reason, there are three. There's no non-entity among the three of them. They sit on big boards of organizations in this country. Another one is uh, Oyewere. He's an all-time board member of Nigerian bureaus forever. I don't know if he would. He's able to hand over to his, his seat. All-time board member. If you enter Nigerian bureau, you see his picture. They're big and other multinationals. If you see those men, they are older than that Gio in age. Adio is the youngest among them, age-wise. If you see the way they all know him. And no wonder things work for them. See how they are living long, 90-something. That first Baba I first called, I don't want to call his name. 
If you see him at that age, you will see chocolates in his pocket all the time. Every time. You will see in his I'm telling you the truth. You see him licking sweet, chocolate, 90. Why won't he live long? I'm asking you. As a worker, you should only use the authority that God gives you to do what God wants you to do. Matthew 4, 3 to 4 shows that the enemy can try to tempt us to use our God-given authority wrongfully. Don't allow anybody recruit you into hating your pastor, into making life difficult for your pastor. I told someone, you know, I always say it. I said, this church, even if I choose to, to, God forbid, to act like a madman, this vision will not die. This vision is, be, is beyond, is above. He told God doesn't need permission of any man. It's just a privilege that we are here right now. It's just a privilege if I choose to become so full of myself. God will find a replacement. I'm talking about myself, the pastor. Hey, pastor in charge. Nibo. <laughs> like Jesus did, workers too can avoid falling prey of the temptation to abuse God-given authority by staying humble in hearts and obedient to God's word. You should also use your God-given authority with care. The day Moses abused his God-given authority and struck the rock twice, marked the beginning of the end of his ministry. A lot of us, we have used our actions to end the ministry that God, or to almost want to end the ministry that God has entrusted in our hands and in our care. What is the primary cause of rebellion and a rebellious and contentious spirit amongst workers? Proverbs 13 verse 10. Why are you stressing him? He's sitting in front already. Proverbs 13, verse 10. By pride comes nothing but strife. But with the well-advised is wisdom. By pride 